0: This class covers 10 things you need to do in order to write a grant proposal. Once you're able to do these 10 things, you're ready to get started writing. Number one, before you write, you're going to really identify what that problem is, what the goal is that these funds will be used for. So for some people, what they'll do is they'll write up like a really short, like logic model that says, here's what the problem is, you know, here's what the goal is, and here's how I get there. But the very, very beginning, you wanna just like have a really clear idea of what that problem is. I highly encourage people to um, have several different ways of describing the problem, because that's gonna help you in your search. Number two you're gonna wanna develop relationships with the funders. Uh, So (laughs) if you're just getting started, this is a little hard, Um, but we do have some classes that describe basically how to go about doing that, either by looking at the social media and doing some light, background research on where the funders go what kind of events they go to if you are in a city you might find that there's a grant writer group um, that you can get plugged into and they'll often have funder meet and greets you may also see that if you follow a funders page they'll have events so definitely you want to start developing relationships with funders whenever possible um we've already talked a little bit more about um the overall sort of idea about the problem, and we've just talked a little bit about relationships. Number three is going to be um, really thinking about how your project or how the thing you're proposing fits with what the funder wants. So we talk about that a lot more in tailoring your grant application, but it's huge. Number five, we're gonna be talking about considering a meeting. So five is having a meeting with the funding source. For a government grant, you may hear um, that they have webinars, they have orientations, they have, there's so many different words they use to describe this idea of like there being some type of set time where they're gonna talk to everyone that's interested in this grant about this opportunity. Definitely keep your eye on those and attend whenever possible. Um, What I like to do is I like to come to that meeting prepared with, you know, a little sheet of paper that says, here's what my problem is, Um, a couple of notes uh, where I can jot down notes, a couple of, um, a space where I can jot down notes about relationships and places to build relationships. I'll also have a little bit about the funder's language, any kind of questions I have, um etc. So if that is you, don't worry, we have a download for you. Number six. <laughs> Number six. And so you've decided to to pursue this funding opportunity. You're gonna want to do your background research. Uh- of course (laughs) Um, so what that looks like is you want to see what people have tried before to address this issue what the funder has funded before to address this issue and you're also going to want to be thinking about what kind of um, partners or team makes sense to address this issue remember we're all about creating these irresistible comprehensive proposals and so we're really going to want to spend time on that number seven we're going to create a logic model. Um, What is that? It's really just a sketch for how we think change happens. So most funders are looking for their money to create some type of change. We can think about it in terms of return on investment. We can think about it in terms of community improvement. We can think about it in terms of economic development. They're really hoping that their money does something, right? And you wanna be able to say how you help them to achieve that outcome. So it doesn't have to be fancy, um, but basically what you're going to do is you're gonna take an outline of what your mission and vision is. Um, you're gonna talk about the uh, goals for each stage of the project, and you're going to talk about, for each of those stages, what's going on. So what are the material conditions of people's lives? Said another way, you know, if, you're, if your goal is to help people, um, your goal is to create a urban farm, or perhaps you're creating an art therapy clinic, or perhaps you're creating an economic development by hiring people in your community. Whatever it is, you wanna describe the conditions of the people involved in that. So who are the people who are in these food deserts where you wanna put your urban farm? Who are the children that you wanna be engaged in this art therapy? You have a fitness um, facility or community center you wanna build. Who is the community there? You know What are their pain points? So you really wanna get into detail and help really tell that story for the funder. You're also gonna be thinking about what's needed. So your grant application will likely have things like a line item for personnel, because you wanna pay people. You'll likely have a line item for equipment you need, whether that is like industrial mixers or molds for your crayons or what have you. You'll have supply costs and you wanna show how those costs are associated with producing a particular outcome, right? You want to tell them, I need this so I can achieve this outcome. So make sure you are doing that. You'll also want to talk about what are the outputs. So what's the result? So in my example of an art therapy clinic that I want to create, maybe I'm a person that makes um, art supplies I make paint or I make crayons, or I make markers, or it writes. You get the idea. I make art supplies. I'm a business. I'm going to partner with a nonprofit that works with young people and families. And we're going to create this really beautiful, holistic intervention, right? That's our goal. And so at every single stage of this process, maybe it's a six-week art clinic that we're going to do and repeat multiple times throughout the year, I'm going to say we need 14 cartons of crayons and 20 buckets of paint and I want to say like for every carton of crayons I'm able to serve three families and the result of serving those three families is that they're going to, um, we're going to see the results on a survey. And the survey is going to say they're happier or they're healthier or they were able to do to heal from a trauma or what have you, whatever your outcome is. It doesn't have to be a survey. So it could be that there are um, fewer um, children getting trouble at school. It could be that there are more public art installations that that really bring up the neighborhood sense of community and connection. It could be whatever you think is important, but make sure you spend time really explaining that picture. You're going to talk about um, the intended effects, so like better community, happier children, breaking intergenerational curses, whatever it is. And you're really going to talk about like how all of that fits together. If you are artistic, you can definitely sketch this out in terms of a picture. If you're not, you could just write the words and draw arrows and that'll help you. All right, so that's, that's that one. So number seven, (laughs) we're going to create an evaluation for the project. So we are gonna take that logic model we just created and we're gonna say how we are gonna measure change. And so how are you going to know what success looks like? Are you going to use surveys? Are you going to use something that you can observe or see? are you going to use test scores? Are you going to use um, the number of plants that you've planted for your urban farm or the number of families you were able to feed or um, how much less food insecurity there is as measured by you know um, self-report or how many meals that you've replaced from a, um, what do you call them, food bank. So like, how are you measuring change and how are you evaluating success? Like success looks like, and then filling in the blank. Number eight, we're going to really prepare a budget. So budget, we have a whole section on, but just make sure you're really clear about how the funding that you're requesting um, turns into this program, this project, this idea that you're proposing. Number nine. Uh, We are going to talk about sustainability. So really want to see like how this will be maintained after the grant money is gone. Funders generally like to make a change, but they don't want to feel like it's going to disappear once the money's gone. Even though you need that money to get started, so what that could look like is you could talk about um, other kinds of income streams. What I really like to do, and this is just some of my secret sauce, but you can have it, is I like to think about um, what are the education curriculum that we're creating, right? Where it's that financial literacy training that we're giving our community members. What are those relationship skills that will then be able to be sustained after this funding cycle? How are we helping to grow this idea into something that is just part of how community functions? And for those of you who are just like, I don't know, like I'm not a nonprofit, like I sell clothes, you know, like, it's like, great, what's that transformation you're creating? Are you creating the confidence so that people can have jobs that are able to be paid living wages? Great, say that. And then talk about how you're hoping, or you're planning, or you're thinking that this turns into those same customers coming back and contributing towards a scholarship fund, or how um, you know, like, okay, maybe you, you do kids clothes, right? And so you're like, I'm not creating careers, I'm carrying kids clothes, right? But like, are you creating kids clothes that are at a price point that allows people to save money and then invest that money into other things? Say that, right? So just like really thinking about sustainability, how are you helping to continue this idea beyond the funding cycle? And then the last piece is really just follow through so a lot of people number 10 follow through skip this because it is so hard but you're going to want to follow through and follow up with your funder follow up with your teammates follow up with your community follow up with stakeholders you're going to want to figure out how to talk more to the people who are going to contribute to the success of your idea So you want to really think about things like thank you letters and think about um, creating email lists where you are thanking people for their participation in this idea. Those people who attended your art therapy clinics, thank them and follow up with them. Chances are, if they have a good experience, they're going to want to support this project after. Same for the funders. If you um, have a, I don't know, clothing or maybe you're doing security, maybe you're doing real estate. All of those things, you're gonna wanna follow up with them because people will refer. Um, If they have a great experience with you, they will wanna tell more people. So definitely make sure you follow through. Those are the key things that I wanna make sure you know. All right, y'all, we'll see you in the next lesson.